Yo, what's up, what's up, what's happening? It's your boy Afro, and this is um Unity True to Me podcast where we talk where we talk about everything about the sun that it's pretty much how we plan on unifying. How do we plan on getting together as a people? Like, how do we plan on pushing economical improvement? Um, But you guys know what today is. It's Wednesday where we talk about cognitive thought. This is really just what's been going on in the news, what's trending, what's been on my mind. And we pretty much, we just chop it up, Joe. We, we, we have an in-depth, casual conversation, right? And... One of the highlights of my day, which is actually finding out that, and I'm going to read it from the article. This article is from uh, C- CBS News, and it's about the warrants that were issued for the Alabama brawl, what a lot of people know as the river boat brawl. That's my camera. Um, but the river broke brawl in Alabama. So there were warrants issued for the three uh, white men that were the main culprits in this fight. Uh, one person, I believe, has been actually arrested. And little do they know, one of the assailants, I believe, is a, they say is a 16-year-old uh, white male had an altercation prior to that uh, with, with a different set of people with a different vessel. Uh, so they're definitely looking looking into him. They also wanted to <laughs> they wanted to speak to Unk, the infamous Unk with the folding chair. Um, the police chief of the city of Montgomery uh, definitely mentioned him and he's not he's not a he's not a uh, suspect. He's, he hasn't been issued uh as far as being arrested for that, uh, police chief Daryl Albert um, says that they want to just give more information from him about uh, how this came about. Um, Albert says that at this time, authorities will be unable to lay any charges related to hate or racial-based crimes for the intent uh, or the intent of a riot. But they are looking into these things as far as can we classify this uh, as uh, a hate crime. And, and that, to me, is it's really important if that's what they're shooting for. Like to... Because this will be the first time in my lifetime that I've, I've seen us directly be like, no, this was racially motivated because I don't understand the antics behind why you went this aggressive route. And uh, if they truly are able to, you know, all the legal bounds constitutionally be able to say, well, yeah, uh, you, number one, intentionally incited a riot. Um, Number two, uh, this was a hate crime. And then what is number three? There was one more. Uh, Well, those are the main two. 
but there are warrants out for their arrest, and I, I'm really happy about that. Truly, really happy that there there are warrants out for their arrest. Ooh. Um, I think that is a positive. That was one of the highlights of my day. And along with that, um, um, one of the things that I thought about and just in general was with this news, how am I going to take this, this positive energy and put it into my day, right? So I went to the gym and I've been on this um, healthier trend, healthier uh, way of life. Doesn't mean I don't still eat, uh, you know, some soul food now and then or uh, some dirty chicken, but uh, just more fruits. Went to the grocery store, got more fruits. So I'm on a 30 day, starting today, because I actually posted a video. Starting today, I'm on a 30 day uh, path of discipline. And the reason why I said uh, 30 days of discipline is because to me, 30 days of discipline really gives you 30 days to build a habit. Like, um, Then 30 days to build a habit says a lot, especially if you have a habit-based discipline. I really feel like you can go so much farther. You can do so much more. Uh, and it sets the, the pace and the precedent for what you want to do with your life. And I was like, nah, man, I, I really want to drill down on making great content, making a great show, making sure my listeners feel valued and appreciated. And, and I'm bringing... Um, Wealth to their life, not just wealth to their pockets, wealth to their life. Uh, so that was one of the things that I did today. But also, as I say, bring wealth to your life, but also wealth to your pockets. Think about what you're spending, right? How can you cut costs? What is a necessity? What isn't? Did you reframe your budget? Has God blessed you with? Um, a new set of income, a new salary, and how are you going to utilize the extra money that you have? Because what commonly happens when people get more money and, and the, the statement of more money, more problems really is based in what I was talking about before, just having discipline about, okay, I may have more money, but what will I truly utilize this for? I won't go and just frivolously go buy a, a Gucci bag, you know, regardless if I can or not. But am I paying down debt? Am I getting control of student debt? Because because the deferment is coming around the corner. And if I'm not mistaken, they're pretty much going to have us start making making the payments. And I believe October. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, if I am, but I'm especially by the, the, the end of next year. And of course, political. Politically, they're probably going to straddle this because they want, um, they want the current administration. They want Biden, or they want to get Biden to try to win. So they're going to try to get away from calling the fact that we were, by definition, supposed to be in a recession. Um, having two negative quarters, 
or the fact that uh, inflation is high, groceries are going up, and most of the median of what you call the everyday worker income or salary isn't matching the rate of inflation. So everything's going to cost more. That's why I say if God blesses you with opportunity to have new income, what are you doing with it? Um, are you creating a new budget? Are you creating new opportunities for yourself? Like for me, uh, what are the new ways that I can grow and make money from my content? What are the new ways that I can grow and make money from my skills as a speaker, from my passion as a speaker? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is how I think. I need to not only create an impact, but create profit because profit changes not just my life, profit changes my mother's life, my sister's life, my niece's and nephew's life. You know what I'm saying? And I can change other people's lives. Now, of course, well, I try to do that regardless. I believe that God put me on this planet and it's just me to impact my people, to do what I can with what I know to change the way we see each other as black people, we see each other as African people, like for real, for real. Like that's that's my space. I don't shy from it. Um, this is what it is. Now, does that benefit humanity? Of course, I truly believe that because if I can if I can show the world that my people can be better, that um, we can you we can utilize each other resources without having to fight, without having to scuffle. Which is was the which is again I'm going to reiterate this from the last show, which is why. A lot of black people were like, you got to look at it. This was the first time that we've seen, especially in our era, from everybody that's like, even my mom to me. So from the 60s to the 20s, the early 20s, like this was a moment to where like, regardless of what was going on, we sticking together. We going to jail behind each other. You know what I'm saying? And I want that same energy to be put into black businesses when we talk about economics. Put that same energy into not letting your neighborhood mom and pop store, especially black owned small business, fail. Put that same grit into opening up a hospital, opening up a school, or at least getting curriculum that positively impacts the mindset of, of our children and children in need to where they can have a better outlook on life. It's it's the school's job to teach them the education that they need to get in to get through society, to get through the workforce, to be honest. But it is our job as a village because we have to I really, really believe we have to get back to the mindset of raising our kids in a village. Because we're the teachers, we're the professors who get them through life. I told my mom this. I was like. School ain't going to teach me about life. School going to teach me how to count. School going to teach me how to comprehend to the best of my ability. School going to teach me how to read uh, basic English. Besides anything, I go above that, you know, high school level of, of reading and reading and comprehension. But that that's about it. Some science. And I'm not even going to go any more depth into that unless I really want to be a scientist. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, if I ain't doing agriculture, if I ain't playing with the planets, Science is just a class I'm taking. You're like, let's be real. History is is important. Is important based on my perception of does it matter? 
some people don't care about history, but me as a philosopher, me as a scholar, I care because I don't want history to repeat itself. And if I was going to ask for a moment in the era and time for history to repeat itself, it would be based in black excellence. It would be based in black metropolis. Please Google black metropolis. If you are a fan of Chicago, uh, any black city that truly created black wealth in the era of like swing era. So 1920s to 1950s, right? And then, of course, there were prosperous towns before that. But if I want history to repeat itself, I wanted it to be black wealth. Um, and I want it to be uh, a black community, black homes, like true black homes. Yes, there are dysfunction everywhere, but at least we had a, a healthier space to me to some extent. You know what I'm saying? You're seeing more families together. You're seeing more rooted families. And when I say families, I don't mean immediate families. Like, to me, the era of family was my auntie and my uncles and all my cousins, like, that era of where I can go to my auntie's house and I can get a job, right? And I'm not saying I can't do that today. I could come auntie up, but it was more, nephew, what you doing? What are you doing? Like, like they not just checking on their kids. They checking on the family and seeing what each other need. You know, it was, it was more close-knit. So if I want history to repeat itself, it would be that. And then we always have to go back uh, to, to the beginning, right? When I say beginning, like, okay, well, what's going on with Africa, you know? And you're like, well, I'm in America. Why should I care? Well, how do you perceive yourself? If you if you perceive yourself in the limelight of that, uh, I am African, right? I am of African descent. I, I want everyone who looks like me to prosper because I feel that when they suffer, I suffer internally. So I emotionally care, right? I mourn when uh, 700 Liberians, because there's 700 Africans, uh, pass away in a sinking ship and no, no one's talking about it, right? But because I have the the ideology and the, the concept of me as an African man, I care because these are African people. These are African children. These are black people, if you, if you want to put it in limelight, because that's how they're socially going to be viewed. Because what happened... If you want to go back to the beginning, like let's really talk about it. The African man and the African woman became the black man and the black woman you know today. That's why more people are interchangeably um, more comfortable with just being called African, like straight up. Some of them, but a lot of them are more comfortable with being called black, like straight up, especially in the West. So as long as you merge those two, con those two concepts together, you got golden, you know what I'm saying? You have a new found ideology, a new found fruition for betterment of your people because now you see Africa as your land, which you're supposed to in the beginning anyway. Because we never asked for those who are birthed of the West, which means all of the Americas from North to Canada, Central and South and the Caribbean, we didn't ask to who come over here we never asked to come over here willingly if you're talking about the middle passage but we're here and our impact is very important even though our impact isn't always acknowledged to the things that we've gifted to the western world we here but now we have to change the way we operate with each other because i keep telling people and i keep telling my people 
the only way you are truly going to get a growth is if you start growing together. You can have a reaching hand out for those who are in need. If you want to work with the collective, because they say this in the union, they say, we're not here to say that we don't want to work with other countries, that we don't have the ability not to work with other countries, but we're here to say that we ain't here begging. We're here saying that we got a, a leg to stand as a people. Um, that while one country may not have uh, the economical standing, um, the infrastructure to, 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 to make a demand, but West Africa has the economical standing to and the infrastructure to make a demand. East Africa has the economical standing and infrastructure to make a demand. You see what I'm saying? It, it get real deeper and it get bigger than that when, when it's a region, when it's a collective saying, we got something that you need, so now you got to come holler at us, right? And, like, that's how you're supposed to look at this. And so for me, uh, I wanted to bring this to fruition. I wanted to bring this to thought. How can we make that move in a reality? And it don't have to be in big waves. It could be small. You could start uh, state to state, town to town, city to city. Like, go talk to your American African is the new term that we as Pan-African, Pan-Africanists start to use. Um, but you're black Americans, Africans go across the street, go to the soulful spot. You know, we over there. I don't need to tell you we over there. You know, we over there and vice versa. Black Americans go on over to the African spot, get you some jollof rice, get you some fufu and try, uh, some okra stew, right? And talk to them and see what things that they are doing that is beneficial to each tribe or each collective of people. And then how can we merge that and make this a great African society that that we have a strong foothold in. Like, it's not hard. Caribbeans, same vice versa. Start asking your Black American friends, hey, uh, how can we help grow as as a people? And vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Go holler at them. Like, like next weekend is Shy Carnival and the Jollof Festival. As African-descended people, I don't understand why you aren't there. If you are in the Midwest, Detroit, Indiana, Wisconsin, come out to the city, especially if you believe in black unity, bro, this will be a, a great picture for you. The, the Jolof Festival is the 19th, uh, and, and the uh, Chicago Carnival is, of course, all weekend mass. Chicago mass is the proper term that we use as Caribbean-descended people, um, but mass is all weekend next uh, weekend, August 8, 18th. Through the 20th. So, you know, come out, support. Um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be food, especially at Carnival. There's going to be a lot of Caribbean food. Um, but at the Jollof Fest, there'll be a lot of African food. Um, and indulge in your heritage. Like, be proud. Here's my thing. Be proud to be African. Like, I need you to understand. Like, it's written in textbooks. When they refer to us past the social norms of Jim Crow and Reconstructions, we're written in the history books of Northern America, especially, it's the African men and the African women. Like, that's the reference, unless you want to talk about the context of the Moors, and uh, that's, a, that's a skin tone context. But in most books, 
that you find were referred to as African men and women. Um, but one one thing I want to talk about that is a trending topic. Because uh, I said we were going to do trending news is uh, Tory Lanez. It's it's you know, they're going to mention it. Trust me, I still got homies this, and female friends. It's like man, you heard what happened to Tory Lanez, you know? Because because hip hop and social media and music that's uh, attracts everybody's attention. It's, it's a part of the culture, you know what I'm saying? Now, what a lot of people forget is that Tory Lanez is Canadian, so they've been talking about deporting him, but. Uh, here's what I'm going to, here is what I'm going to say. So it says, this is ABC News. It says, Rapportory Lanes was sentenced to 10 years in prison without the possibility of parole on Tuesday after he was convic- convicted of felony assault for shooting and injuring the hip-hop uh, star Megan Thee Stallion in, on July 2020. Tory Lanes is 31. Uh, he was convicted on December 23rd, uh, 2022. For shooting the star. And it says they delayed. The sentence had been delayed. Because Tory Lanez was trying to obtain new attorneys. And file a motion for a new trial. Uh, they denied that request. Um, in May. And at that point they pretty much made their decision. Of course. You know. Nothing said and done. As Jose Biaz. A Tory Lane's attorney told the reporters outside the courtroom um, Tuesday afternoon that the sentence was extreme and they plan to file an appeal. Um, what else? What else? You know, of course, Tory Lane's is like, well, um, extremely disappointing outcome because who, who want to go to jail, man? A black man really want to go to jail regardless. Um, and I'm not I'm not uh disputing the fact that if you want to talk about this on a broader scale of domestic violence and uh, violence against men and women and how we should operate versus how we are operating, um, is, is totally unfortunate and it, it's not in divine masculinity to me, it's not. Um, and as far as fatherhood, because he does talk about like what he's going to miss with his son. But these are the things that you have to think about as, as a man. And then um, I sat with myself, even just thinking these things over. I truly do. And I'll go like, there's things that we want to be con- considered in the social limelight as uh, norms between the genders, right? how we react as men should be socially accepted in the same fashion as they do. But here are the social standings. Um, They put women's uh, grace and antics uh, and abilities in the process of femininity. And they put our, our grace, accountability, and even antics in the way we operate in, in masculinity. And that is something that we will probably have to sit with in society for a while. Uh, that is where men are placed and that is where women are placed as a social norm. So with that being said, um, these are the things you have to think about when you operate as a man. And these are things that I've come to terms with. Now, anything outside of uh, your spiritual growth, your emotional intelligence, uh, I believe that there is a brotherhood space for you. Um, but right now, this, that's the social norm. Uh but as, as a man, when it comes down to whether she wants you or not, or 
uh, how you just saw the situation, despite using this term, you take accountability and be the bigger man, be the bigger man in your own motion. And when I say in your own motion, hey, bro, walk away. It is what it is. You know, I, just, I told my female homie today, it's a, it's a lot of females in this world. I'm not holding on uh, to none that don't want to hold on to me. Uh, but I do understand that I have a, what you call a, a duty to the to multitude of women that are in my life. Um, that I either do support uh, in a friendship level or, or uh, deeper or family, right? Sister, niece, and mother. And my role as the the man of the family is my role as the man of the family. And you know, that's that's how I look at that. Uh and, and this even says this. Uh it says this case has highlighted the numerous ways society must do do better for women. Uh and vice versa, you know. There are a lot of cases to where we have to do better for men, the injustice and the mass um false incarcerations or unequal incarcerations or or there's another word I can use, but uh the illegal incarcerations of men, especially black men, um in, in this country. So, you know, that there's things like that. But um, that's just something I want to touch on and test on for today. Thank you for uh, listening to the show. Like, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Unity True to Me Podcast. We have a Facebook page. Hit the like button, hit the share button if you truly enjoy uh, the conversation. Thank you for everybody who supports us on a monthly basis. Um, and we will be coming uh, with something special for uh, our, our subscribers, especially our monthly subscribers. So I appreciate y'all, and I will holler at y'all later. All right. Uh, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you hit the share button. Make sure you let everybody know, man, come listen to the show, bro, on Spotify, on Apple. Make sure you come listen.